if you look at things, they often look exactly the same. But yeah. They're not. Yeah. You know, things aren't. And and the problem is people get a little bit of knowledge about like how people work, and they start judging everyone based on some shitty personal projection. And if you're really aware of psychology, which mm-hmm. like you've had to, like yeah. you survive, you're 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 good, you've been management, you you know people. Uh you start realizing there's so many layers to it. Mm-hmm. And there's there's like uh like we we're talking about with math, there's um uh the digits, the what are the ones that are most important? The significant digits. Significant so, digits. So you want to start. You want to parse the situation down to the point where the the fractions of of the factors involved mm-hmm. are so small that they're almost meaningless, and you yeah. can kind of make an educated guess, like anyone yeah. does with yeah. any situation. Mm-hmm. You start making educated guesses once you're done doing the math, and you're like, I'm not going to keep doing this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but some people only know how to do the the first significant digit, and right. they think that's the thing. But really, the next one would flip that. Yeah. You know, the next digit would flip it. So the factors are still important and significant, but they stop. And then they assume, based on, say, uh, a narrative, because all stories are based on people's understanding of mm-hmm. There are stories, and so they will, and every other story I've heard like this is like that. So therefore, this happened, or that happened. Yeah. They start making these uneducated guesses. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason people have these problems. Is they're like, well, I, I've been around people who, can, who look at me like that. They know, mm-hmm. like when they're looking at you, Janelle, uh, I like, remember there was a guy on the porch at one point. It was a little creepy. Yeah. He didn't like being looked at. Yeah. Like he didn't like being. I don't mean directly eyeballed. Yeah. Like in prison, it was more like you're talking to the guy. He doesn't mm. want to answer questions. He doesn't want to reveal himself, and he was being really weird about it, um, because he was making an uneducated guess about what we would do with the information. Because anyone else who could see you might do something mean to you or right, shady to right, you. right. Uh, and so he's judging you based on all that blanket shit. Yeah. And with the fear stuff, it's similar. People people have these fear-based strategies yeah. in those dangerous situations, mm-hmm. and they approach every bit of life as if it's one of those. Yeah. Sorry. That was a big old bit. I'm sorry. I came out. No, it's fine. That was That's a long fine. ramble. Uh, well, I mean, I was, I was happy. I was, I was laughing this week because my boss called me a bitch. Yeah. But it was, like, totally in context, and it was like he appreciated the fact that I was a bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, I, it's like, I totally... I appreciate it, too. Yeah, I was like, it was it was great. And I'm like, I'm not really a bitch, but I can be a bitch. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. You know, when I first met... But, oh, go ahead. Well, it's like, in my old job, it's like, uh, you know, it's like I speak my mind, and I've been <coughs> in trouble. <laughs> so, but you do it anyway. Yeah, I do it, it anyway. Like, yeah. Oh, you guys, your math is fucked. And yeah. It's just one of those things. Budget it's or like um, I was a little too real for that place. And I, I, I was like, and when I That's got... That's what they call, when we are talking about the Hayoka thing, like yeah. the Hayoka empath, there's supposedly like 10 main types of people who are empathic yeah. or sensitive to energy flows or... Or potentials of, of, of outcomes, whatever it is that's ultimately doing it. Yeah. There's like supposedly ten types that most people yeah. who believe in it have seen. Mm-hmm. And one of them is called that, a Hayoka a trickster kind of yeah. person or whatever. I don't know if I like the term because it seems to be commandeering a very specific term from the Lakota. Yeah. It's about male tricksters uh-huh. specifically in that culture. Okay. And then everyone's grabbing it and all these yeah. people are saying it. It seems weird. Yeah. But the, there's an archetype of the fool, trickster, mm-hmm. all that. So that whatever that is. People who see it and say it, like the emperor has no clothes, like they were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was and, like, and I think you're you're in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly that that the whole description um, did resonate with me because in in a corporate culture where you're not allowed to speak your mind, 
And it can either get you really far or get you right out the door. Yeah, and and I mean, I got, firm loved it when I, I got laid off, and you know, one of the criteria was attitude, and I'm like, as soon as they said attitude, I'm like, oh, I know I'm on the chopping block, and I was right. Right. And when that's they, okay. You because know. there was one guy who was probably in those meetings, who, who, the specific guy we're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. He and, probably did not help. And you know? he was he was one of those insecure males that couldn't deal with me. Being so right, tried to like factually, mathematically put, right as an engineer. And tried to put me in my place a lot and threaten my job a lot. And um, I have no love for the man. And yeah, that's yeah. okay. And I, I'm, I'm almost certain he was there with the other other men. Oh, I know people. he was. I know he was. And, and you know, when I got laid off, he was, he was in the office. He wouldn't even look me in the eye. Right. And the that's manager who actually laid me off who was like... He was, he was he was a good guy, and he said, if you ever need anything, if you need a reference or whatever, and they're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to do that. Give a reference? They're not allowed to give a reference. He's because like, they don't want competitors taking you? Or? Well, it, it, it's a corporate HR thing. You oh, know? yeah, it's probably because of And I was like, you ever need a reference, you ever you... need anything, you, you call me. And, and I got that from my current manager then, too. And I told my current manager when I went to pick up my stuff, because they escorted me off site because I don't know why, but they had to do that with everybody. We say current <coughs> manager. I'm talking about like currently right now. No, You're talking no. about the yeah the old job. At the very end. The, yeah, my yeah. my manager at the very end. Yeah. I just want to clarify <coughs> for the. <coughs> yeah, he said the same thing to me, and I was like, you know what? It's okay. I felt like I was a little too small for this place anyway. Mm. And he's like, you know, I kind of felt that way about you and one of the other people who got laid off, and and that's what's meant by that. It's like. That kind of culture puts people like me in a box that we don't belong in. And I'm like, I yes, I'm an engineer, but I'm also creative. And I and can see a bigger picture than what a lot of... Engineers as a, as a group tend to take less shit than other professions that I've seen. Well... Software engineer, all the engineer types. It, it, it kind of... Practical. Yeah, well, they're very practical, but a lot of them are very much... This is my box. I'm going to deal with my box, and right. I'm going my to work on my box, box, and I'm going to stay in my box, and I'm going to do my box thing, and that's it. Right. And I wasn't like oh, the that. The tidiest box in the world. Yes, and yeah. I was not like that. Well, that's what I mean. And they, they, they don't, they, they don't, they don't lie to themselves as often as a lot of others. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying not creative. I mean, engineers are video game designers. Engineers are movie makers. Yeah. The engineers are creative people. Yeah. In fact, the best creative people I think are a little engineer. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way to make something that would actually sell. You have to be yeah. practical. Yeah. Understand the landscape of the country right now and yeah. not put that thing out yet. Yeah. You know? uh, so it's not about creativity when it's yeah. practical. And, and well, and the thing is, the the corporate culture it's changed. Functional. The corporate culture changed a lot when there was a, a merger that happened, mm. and it used to be a lot. They used to appreciate people like me a lot more. Mm. And when I started there, and for the first probably eight years I worked there, that's the way it was, and it was a great place to work. Yeah. But it just got more oppressive and more oppressive and more oppressive and more, more restrictive and, and more and, rules and, and more of this. And yeah, and I'm like, you know, I. Unfair. I was miserable there. I was miserable. But either way, I worked for this little this corporate culture where you're you're working in a store mainly by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't even see your managers. Every time I'd go off on a rant with a manager, because I always would, yeah. let them know not necessarily about the job, just like the corporate culture. It's like you guys are dumb if you think that's gonna sell. Yeah. Like, like tell somebody. Yeah. Or like why don't you guys do this? It'd be a lot cheaper. You don't yeah. have to print uh, stickers for the windows every every uh, 
two weeks or three weeks or whatever. Oh my god, Instead, for for the a, latest sale. Get a screen. Yeah, all the, the latest bullshit phony sale. Yeah. It's like no one buys this anymore. Everyone I talk to who mentions the sale, they're like, oh, another one? Like, what's yeah. this one about? Yeah. They're the same as the last one. Except yeah. we called it something different. Yeah. But we put up different stickers on everything yeah. in the whole place. It took two days. But okay. <laughs> um no not really. It takes like, you know, half a day. Okay. But stopping it? I need to Okay, we'll pause it. I was, but uh, she she just had to leave the room for a minute. Uh, we stopped it. Um, the basic gist was this: like whenever I had a thought, even if it, like it was usually because I sit there for ten hours a day, alone often, or dealing with a situation that was unique, and we had to figure out how to solve it. So I'd come up with ideas on how maybe they could do things differently with the company, and all the management loved this stuff. They loved hearing it. Never wanted to do anything about it though, because in the Corporate, the national corporate culture of the company, and I think you know uh, whatever they don't want to innovate. They their their things work since the '80s, but it's not the '80s anymore. There's a whole different way of buying things now, and you don't you don't need their model as well as much as you did. Uh, but you know it's still useful, especially if it became like a curated experience for the product. Like you get to go in and experience it and all that, and then maybe you have a really um, a really knowledgeable. Uh, curator who would say well based on the, the questionnaire we're going to try these four different versions of the product instead of the 18 that we have um and then all these things so manage local management was great but when we had these big meetings it's like they have a they have their own thing they had a pr department that had all these kind of um instagram level bs uh pr moves they were going to make and so they already had a plan they had no room for a plan that might work you know what I mean? Like those people are getting paid and they're doing like uh, Good Morning America. No, like seriously, there were there, the people we would have meetings with had previously been on Good Morning America discussing, say, their new uh, repeated sale that they do every two weeks or um, not two weeks, two months or something. They they, they cycle through about uh, four components of sales and eventually those patterns will combine again over and over and over. So you can't ever have any urgency to a sale, which is one, I think, BS anyway. But uh, you'd point out things like, okay, if you don't print these stickers, which I know what they cost because I've done printing, I've had printing done and I've worked with people who have, um, this is expensive. You're paying more this year than you would if you bought an LED screen for this amount from this company right here, you know, buy these for every window and then you don't have to replace those stickers and we don't have these uh, wrinkles and bubbles in them, you know, all this stuff. That was just one idea, you know, like other thing, like in the showroom, we did beds. So why don't you put a step stool for the elderly? It wouldn't be hard. Here's how it's designed. Janelle, help me. You know, so they they'd love the ideas, but no one wanted to implement them. They have their own crappy ones being pushed by PR people who are good socially, and they form strong opinions and they get people on board with those opinions, but they don't want to change their mind, especially if it's not their idea. So anyway, Janelle's back. We're gonna talk about something interesting. Okay. That's all I have. All right. <laughs> well, honestly, <clears throat> I mean that's part of the reason that we're doing this podcast oh. is because we wanna. <sighs> Well, we, well, at least for me, it's like, I don't really want to have a boss anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not at that point, and my boss now is awesome, and I, you know, because he's kind of with the same attitude I am, and I appreciate that. He, he runs so. his business so that he doesn't have to work so hard. 
Yeah. The way he does it is smart. He works smart. Yeah. That's what an engineering mindset can get you. Yeah. And, and, effective and but smart. I really appreciate him, and he's given me, like, special little projects and whatnot, and, and um, you know, we will sit down and discuss things, and, and uh, you know, sometimes I swear, and he just laughs. Yeah. He's <laughs> they had know? beer in the fridge, you said, the first week. Oh, yeah. Started. Yeah, when I first started there, they had beer in the fridge. They have a pool table. And they have a pool table, and he parked his motorcycle in the building the right other in the building. day. <laughs> and, and, and the beer in the fridge kind of threw me for a little bit, because I'm so used to not that. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, we had a poker night the other night. And I'm like, this left over from that. I'm like, cool. <laughs> Libertarian bosses. Yeah. It's not political. It's just a, a certain mindset people who would become libertarian have a certain yeah. mindset to begin with yeah and they tend to be towards those engineering sides so all the great friends i've had who have, who have been in that libertarian area have always been through gaming uh-huh. i don't know they're just very honest people in general i don't yeah. know what i was and, trying to say, and, and it was funny because they're I mean, open and honest about yeah. anything they're feeling yeah and then when i when i inter- interviewed it was it was it cracked me up because there was about 15 minutes of my experience and whatnot in the 45 minutes the rest of the time was personality. Yeah. Like, will you get along with the rest of the people here? It was like being introduced to the company dog because there's a company dog. The dog like you. Yeah, does the dog yeah. like you? You know, <laughs> something about liber- that's another yeah. thing about libertarians. Not quite what I'm saying, but like yeah. when I was gonna say, I just remembered uh, yeah. something else. Yeah, it's just that like they always put up these walls, but they're they're kind, sweet people generally. Yeah. They're, they're about personal freedom. Yeah. But that's because they care about other people's personal freedom, too. Yeah. It's not just their own. Yeah. They're like, we should all be able to, you know, yeah. have it, fun at work and, and live. And right. And, 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 and it's like, it's, it's nice because it's a very uh, diverse group of people who work there, but they've all got that kind of live and let live attitude. And it's like, when we're at work, we get work done. But we but joke work around. ends at the end of the day. Yeah. You're not taking yeah. it home. Oh, my gosh. I was so excited the very first week I was there. And the uh, the IT um, person uh, had to text me at 6 p.m. to ask me something and apologized for texting me after work hours. And that was the only time it's ever happened, really, And I was it? like, oh, or my God. Yeah, that's the only time. Only that's time. ever happened the whole it was because you there. were new and they yeah. wanted to check what you did or ask you a question about what yeah, you did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and I was like, I've never had somebody apologize to me for contacting me after work hours. Yeah. And and um, it was just, it was cool. It was very cool. And, awesome. and I, I do, I love working there. They're great people and it's a good company and they make a good product and I'm very proud of that. From what I understand, it's like they tend to have this get the job done, mm-hmm. and then otherwise, who cares? Yeah. Like, it, get the job done, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everyone has a personal responsibility. Personal responsibility yeah. is very big. Yeah. One, one of the other ladies in the office has an autistic son who is, I think, in middle school. Yeah. And he does half days at school. Yeah. So, half the day, he's the part of the time he's not at school, he's in the office with us. Yeah. And he doesn't bother anybody or anything like that, but he's there hanging out with us. Yeah, um, drinking beer. No, 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 no. But uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, but it's just it's it's a very family friendly atmosphere and 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 family is not like Disney family. It's, no, family is like okay, we we trust our children to become functional humans, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna let them see the fact that uh, the adults are swearing. Yeah, you know, we're gonna let them know. You know, they can have an opinion. Yeah. In front of their parents. Yeah. And that's what libertarian parents tend to do. Yeah. 
I'm not saying I'm not I'm not I don't consider myself super libertarian, but I do know that yeah your boss is yeah and my friends are and I mean I technically fall within like the left liberal left left libertarian side of the libertarian. yeah so I fit I fit but um but it's like the people who are really like there's a certain culture to it yeah they might have a gun they might have a Harley yeah they might have a gay wedding yeah they might have uh like a pound of weed. Like, you know, yeah, like, they might, a bunch yeah. of, like, they're about personal freedom, personal responsibility, because mm-hmm. freedom is a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And they accept that adults can exist. And they're like, if you're going to do this, go ahead, but you have to get your work done by this time. Yeah. Leave early if you want, but we need this. Yeah. Know? Yeah. If you do that, you're fine. Yeah. And and I appreciate that, because I'm actually appreciated there. I'm appreciated there for the, the part that I contribute as opposed to whether I'm a female or I'm not matching the corporate culture or anything stupid like that. Yeah. It's just, it, it's like, you know, uh, when he, because uh, uh, he's the only other engineer there. And so when he's got, he loves doing the engineering stuff, but when uh, I'm essentially there to pick up all the crap work that he normally do, and, which is okay. But you're also kind of his assistant. Doesn't he have any check stuff? And like oh yeah, yeah. For him to use and yeah, like you're his, he's like number one kind of on the ship. Oh yeah, well I mean he owns the company and yeah. and so he he's got has, his son taking over the company, but he's doing other stuff in the yeah, company. Yeah, he he's got the final say so, but uh, but, <clears throat> but he appreciates my work and um and and it's it's nice, it's yeah. very nice to be appreciated, and I did not feel appreciated at my old job. Yeah, and it wasn't because. I mean, there were parts of my job I did not do great at, and there were reasons for that. And because they assigned you differently. Well, 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 that was part of it. And part of this, like, I was, I was in a new job, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I needed a mentor, and didn't have one. Instead, right. I had a, uh, uh, I don't even. The, yeah, uh, yeah, the guy who was literally trying. Yeah, to who was trying to treat me like a secretary when I wasn't a secretary. That was the problem, and 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 I, you know, I have never thought. I, I've never been in a p- position where I thought that misogyny was the problem, mm. but that is the one position I were. I was in because I was the only female manager and he did that specifically to me that uh-huh. I can't help but wonder if that was the problem. Right. I don't know for sure. It right. may have just been a personality clash, but I can't help but wonder that. Mm. And I've never, I've never accused anyone of that or it's just, it's not my go-to, but I just, I was at a point where I'm like, yeah, uh, maybe? what else could it be? Yeah, right. I, I don't know. Like, but do I, you treat other women in the company that way? Um, not if they were. It depended on the position a little bit. So it's like he was a lot more respectful of the, of his actual secretary than he was of me. Uh, so I don't know for sure. Well, yeah, I don't think you can get away with being shitty someone every day. Yeah, and so them do I, the right thing for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. I like just don't you, know. Yeah. But that's okay. I, I saw him at Ingles the other day, and he looked like crap. And I'm like, ha, ha. Anyway. He's overworked now because they fired so many people. Oh, my God. He, he looked like he'd gained, like, 50 pounds. He looked bad. Wow. And I was like, huh. Anyway. I remember we talked, you mentioned him when you were in the job. You talked about him, and I, I had a 
theory based on what you told me. I forget what it was. Something to do oh, with yeah. his home life being weird. Yeah, yeah. I got that impression, too, because his wife seemed to be a lot more fun than he was. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I have a feeling she rules the roost at home, and so he had to take it out of somebody Right, or, yeah. He yeah. goes to work to get his manhood together. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, but yeah. that's just a guess. And, and honestly, it's like he would, like you know, threaten my job, but he'd be trembling the whole time. It was a weird... Like he was standing up to you? Yeah. Because you were the proxy for his wife or something. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's weird. messed up. That's messed it was up. weird. I mean, he, yeah, he would be like... You were the test dummy. Visibly scared. Mind. Yeah. And I'm like... And I'm and, and like, physically, I was Stand bigger than him. woman. But, you know... I, that's the root, I think, of all hatred is, is insecurity. Yeah. Like, all hatred comes to some degree from insecurity. Yeah. You made me realize I suck. Like, you know, like, how dare you? They're like, you know? Um, or, like, you make me fear that I, I will be found out to suck. Like, <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. It's usually about feeling like you suck, I think. Yeah, and um, so, yeah. Mm. Want to talk about psychic aliens and shit again? Oh, I don't know. Well, don't know. we were talking about empaths. Empaths. Did we, did we, like, cover everything on the empath? We covered literally everything we, that could ever exist. Literally everything literally that could fucking. ever exist. I yeah, you were I find here. that hard to believe. You left the room. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think there's plenty we can talk about. Well, I... So what's the weirdest thing you believe in? I mean, I said I, I'm, I, I'm iffy about, in? like, telekinesis. I'm iffy about that. Yeah. Because um, I've never seen it. I've mm-hmm. seen plenty of things that can be easily said. Okay, what is the weirdest thing you believe in that you have no personal experience in? That's the question. Uh, I don't know that I have any of those. Okay, like, well, I have never... I have subjective experience on everything I believe, I have never seen a ghost. I have never... I've seen... Okay, forms. well, I can't say I've never heard of ghosts, because that's not entirely She's true. She's never heard of ghosts. She just ne- made up the word and no, the concept of Heard now. a ghost. I'm heard sorry. Ghost. I, I... Yeah, I... Stumbled on my words a little bit. Anyway. Just teasing. Now stop with that. Me. No. 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 Yeah, like half the podcast we tried to record the other day, he was in that voice, and I'm like, yeah, that's no way we're trying to move on. Nope. 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 I'm sorry. I do voices because I I just project what's in my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but yeah, and and uh, to... do ahead. do I believe that there's some sort of presence, ghost? Yeah, you yeah. felt presences. Yeah, you I have. I felt, but I've never seen, and I've, I I I can't say I've never heard because I I think no, I know okay. I have a couple times. I have some weird. But I but at the same time, it was almost like was that in my head. You know, right? Because it's like I hear my mom saying something that I know she would have said, and it's like, did I really hear that, or did it was it just in my head? Yeah. You know, half of things I say are like that. When and, I say them, like, did I put that in my head, or I say, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 Ken Ken was the, the same thing, and it's like sometimes, especially when he first died, it's like I would hear him, but it would be more in my head, I yeah. think, yeah, than real. But do but I believe? The thing is, is I in do. your head real or not? Because ultimately, I think that's as real as anything else. Yeah. It's like, it's just a different level of flexibility. We can shape what's in our head. Yeah. We can't always shape directly what's in the world, but sometimes you shape what's in your head and the world shapes itself around it. Yeah. Like, well, like after Ken died, you know, uh, I took the kids on a, 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 a really expensive 
trip to uh, Universal Studios because we just needed to let loose for a few days. Yeah. And and his workmates were amazing. They actually raised four thousand dollars for us so we could to do the trip. To do the trip, and that was amazing. And um. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, he was he was really real, well loved and respected, and his. I mean, it, when we had his memorial service, one of his workmates drove from Raleigh all the way to here just to show up. And he showed up like three hours late after everybody else had left, but he showed up. Right. And it was just, it was, and he delivered me a whole bunch <coughs> of cards that they all, they had, yeah, gathered. gathered. And I'm friends with his manager on Facebook now, and we keep in touch. And, um, so that was, that was really cool. Cause I'd never met any of these people yeah. and cause he, he worked for Cisco and so he worked all over the country and he did a lot of his work online. And so it was like, I'd hear about them, but I never had actually talked to any of them or met any of them. And they were just amazing. And they set up, uh, they set up, uh, meals for us and all, all this stuff we had. And I'm like, and my friends did the same thing. We had so much food here; it was insane. Yeah, yeah. We had way too much food, but it was, it was. It, and his mom was like, "You have so many friends," and, and and so it was, it was, it was, it was really helpful and loving and amazing that they did that because he was yeah. a great guy. Uh, but at the same time, he would have hated that trip. So. He would have hated it because there was so much walking, and he didn't like to walk, and he didn't. And he so did you get a sense of that? You said you. you oh no, I could hear him in my head all the time going, "You're spending too much money," and it's like there's too much walking. Yeah. <laughs> like at the same time, and I was like, "I love you, kid, but we got to do this." Yeah. <laughs> so. It was it was like he was there and he grumbled right. the whole time, but that's totally what he would have done if I, he'd been there in real life. Was he would have grumbled the whole time? <laughs> I feel I feel I sense presences like that. Yeah. And, and uh, when we moved into the group home, mm -hmm. my ex, my son came to me and said, "Grandpa says this is a beautiful house. Yeah. We're running a whole house." Yeah. And he, my grandfather, or my dad rather, died years before that. Yeah. And like grandpa passed away. Remember? He was mm -hmm. like, oh, but things like that would come out. Kids, you know, sometimes pick up on this stuff or yeah. whatever. And I do believe that in some level, it, because of that weird theory I have, that's the thing. I have a lot of conjectures and theories, hypotheses rather, mm -hmm. that are based on, say, like those subjective observations. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, and I, and I don't, I don't say I, I make up a, a belief system and then just wholeheartedly believe it. Right. But what I will do is I'll say, if this were true, then... If then, if then, if then, mm -hmm. and I'm only going with the things that I can be fairly sure of. I'm, I'm combining things that I've subjectively experienced and say, well, if this were true, all these things were actually not just in my head and not just mental illness or something, then these other things would likely be the outspringing of that. Mm -hmm. So I have a theory of kind of things like that. doesn't mean I'm like going to write an L. Ron Hubbard Dianetics book about it and make people, mm -hmm. you know, try to make people believe it. Yeah. It's just an idea. Yeah. And, and I tend to think, um, I tend to think people overemphasize certain paranormal type things. Mm -hmm. I think ghosts may exist and the and presences certainly do. Yeah. Especially if people are living, say, across mm -hmm. all these different ways of living yeah. and there's a little bit of their energy that escapes and is on its way back to like the source of them. Where yeah. they're most profitable in their life. The timeline where they're still doing really great. Yeah. They're still alive. The energy's flowing. But sometimes yeah. it might get stuck in yeah. the world. And so you live in an, that echo of them might persist 
Yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean that they're gone forever in all ways. Right. In some world, they're still there. I like to think that. So I think, I'm not saying the ghost stuff is overemphasis. I'm just saying that because we have experience in one of our worlds that we live mm-hmm. in, our, our life. Yeah. We might say, well, this happened in my life. Therefore, it must be something a certain way because we form our theories. Yeah. And so people will say, oh, it's they're trapped here forever. Meanwhile, it's just that part of them that is an echo. Yeah. I wonder. You know, I'm not saying... Well, well the thing but, is... is but, but well, my, I'm just... Oh. Let me just finish the last part. Yeah, Not I'm about the, the, the theory, mm-hmm. but more about how useful this theory is. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very useful necessarily. It's only an if-then statement. It's hinging on an if-then. Yeah. If the universe continues to work the way I think I think I see it does, uh-huh. then maybe this is a valid way to pr- approach those thoughts. But then there's a whole other ways of looking at the world that are equally valid, and I can't say that... I believe I'm even right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But when in the face of certain evidence, you can operate as if it were real mm-hmm. or if it were true, and it seems to bear out, doesn't mean it's not somehow flawed. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not pointing that out as a way to look at Well, I mean, my, my, mom, my mom believed she could hear ghosts. Yeah. She never saw them, but she could hear them. They're tools. Useful theories are tools. To me. And, and, and I, had, I have one of my good friends who also claims to see and hear ghosts. Yeah. And I have... But if we can pick up on other people's living energy, yeah. we could theoretically pick up on the energy of the stray. Right, exactly. And that, that was kind of... And like, it can do stuff. So if it's consciousness-based, yeah. it can have a plan. It can have thoughts. But yeah. there's still a limited subset, subset maybe of the whole... Yeah. I don't know. And and, and it was, especially in the months right after Ken died, you know, I would drive his car, which is my car now, but... Um, you know, I would drive his car, and I felt like he was sitting next to me, you know, right. and um, there were times when I'd be falling asleep, and I felt like he put his hand on my face, and, you know, it was, and it was real, and it was, like, right after he died, I mean, there were, there were points when um, his, you know, his uh, brother Dave was over here, and, and Ryder was here, and I felt like Ken was standing right between them. Yeah. Because between those two men, it's like so you felt the composite yeah. energy yeah. that they would have in his presence, right. and then with him, yeah. there's like a photo negative. You could sense that he was there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's the mechanism yeah. per se, yeah. but it's like that when yeah. people get together about somebody. Yeah, you can almost feel them. They're welcome. Yeah, you know? yeah. Their energy welcome or something. It was. It it was. It, and I I don't. I don't doubt, and even when when you were when you were going through that hard time, it's like there were sometimes you were talking as Ken to I me. I didn't. I didn't mean to. I wasn't doing it because it was me. No. I was in the back seat for a couple. No, of days. No, I know, but 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 uh, I'm just saying. And it came out that way. Yeah, it it, it came and it came out sounding like him. And acting like him and walking like him. I don't like know him. him. I just know his. Yeah, you the, never met I, him. I know the results of, 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 yeah. of his life here in this house. Yeah. Where there was a security system that worked a certain way that kind of indicated a personality. Yeah. The books on the shelves, things like that. And, you know, say a, a psychologist who was very materialistic might say, well, yeah, you put that together. Yeah. You know? But at the same but time. It was, my theory would encompass that idea. Yeah. But, because, it, yeah, but, but, but it was very helpful to me because, I mean, he died. He didn't die in this house, but he died in the driveway right outside, yeah. and 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 it was unexpected. Uh, he died of a pulmonary embolism, and it was very very fast. 
um, he, I was at work and mm -hmm. he called me and I was home 15 minutes later and he was very, he was so pale. He was actually laying, sitting on the floor or well, sitting on the ground, um, outside his car. Cause he, I, he was taking one of the cats to the vet. That's what he was doing. And, and he was so pale, he couldn't breathe very well. And his, his like eyelashes were white. And uh, it was crazy. I was like, I saw his eyelashes as white. Like he energy. was that pale. And oh. Oh. I, he, you know, he was able to, you know, tell me that he called 911. And I, you know, I said, I, I love you. And I patted his back. And he's like, I love you too. And I'm like, don't talk anymore. And I'm like running down to the street and and looking for the ambulance and coming back up and checking on him and, and I'm doing that several times and, they, and really the ambulance didn't take very long and and they got there and they pulled up and they were able they took his blood pressure and then they had him stand butt up and I said you know he's diabetic and they're like okay and he, he did okay standing up and they got him to get into the gurney and they lifted the gurney up and stuck him in the back of the ambulance, still in our driveway, and they, he was leaning forward, and they pushed him back to put electrodes on his chest and whatnot, and he literally, his head rolled back into the side, and he was gone. And I saw it, and I saw his spirit leave. I saw it, and I knew he was gone. And they worked on him for probably 45 minutes in the driveway. And I was like, I just stood there and watched, just watched them working on him in the back of the ambulance, trying to get his heart started again. And um, and at one point I had to go to the bathroom and I didn't want to leave. And I'm like crying and praying at the same time, you know, and, and like begging that he didn't leave. Right. And, and I, you know, I, I was like, I, I went in the bathroom and I came back out and one of the, they had called in other people because there's a lot of work for somebody to work on somebody's chest that hard. It's this very physically strenuous. So they had like five different guys trading out and working on him yeah. in the driveway. And one of them pulled me aside and he said, look, if we can get his heart started again, we're going to take him over to Greenville and put him in the ICU. He's like, if not, we're taking him over to Cannon. And I'm like, I understand. And so after about, yeah, it was about 45 minutes. Um, they took him over to Cannon and the same guy came over and he's like, you follow when you're ready. And um, I'm like, I understand. And I got in the car. And th this was like, they called me at 8.08 in the morning. I got to work at 7 a.m. So it was very early in the morning. And when Ken had called me, I I'd, uh, called my boss from the parking lot because I knew, it was, knew something was wrong. And I had raced out to the parking lot. And I called him from the parking lot. I was running to my car and asked him to drive home. And, and, um. Yeah. So anyway, so they 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 drove off to uh, the the local hospital, and I'm like 
in the car and I'm like, who can I call? Who can I call? Who can I call? Who's going to be awake? Who's going to answer the phone? Who's going to do that? And so I called my friend Doug. And it just so happened, and that God was looking out for me here, was that um, Doug was home with a sick kid. And so, um, and his wife was taking classes at the time for radiology, but she didn't have a class till the afternoon. So, um, so he was a, he was able to meet me at the hospital. I think he got there only a few minutes after I did. And um, they worked on him in the hospital for another hour, at least. And then the, the doctor came out and he was like, I, he's like, he, he was so apologetic. He was like, we tried things we're not supposed to try. At, and, that, at that hospital. At that hospital. Yeah. But it, but he's like, I'm so sorry that, you know, he's, he's gone. And I was like, I asked him if I could see him. And it was just, it was him, but it was just a shell. I felt the same way when I lost my dad, too. As soon as I saw his spirit leave, too. And it's like everybody else is like, um, you know, wanting to get close to the body and whatnot. And I'm like, he's not there. It doesn't mean anything to me. He's not there. And, and, and I'm, uh, you know, looking at Ken, I was like, I took the wedding. I took his wedding ring <laughs> off the body. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> you know, and Doug had asked me if he wanted me to, if, 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 if I wanted him to go in with me. And I'm like, no, I got to do this myself. And I went over, I was like, God, I was like, God damn it, Ken. <laughs> I took the wedding ring. <laughs> and then the coroner came out later and, and she's like, well, we couldn't find his wedding ring. I'm like, all right, I got it. <laughs> And she's like, well, we want to do an autopsy. And I'm like, and she's like, I suspect it was, you know, a pulmonary embolism or a heart attack. And uh, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Especially since he had had some signs of that earlier. And I had been, our last argument was 10 days earlier. Um, and I was arguing with him over going to the damn doctor because I knew something was wrong. Yeah. And he was very stubborn. And... He didn't listen to me, and he was mad because I he thought I was treating him like my ex-husband, and you know, stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, I brought up the the spirit stuff. No, like it's that. okay no, though. No, no, I mean like. It's okay. Janelle, Janelle, and I have two different ways of of dealing with uh, things that hurt us. Yeah. Um, a lot of people when they remember something, they'll rewrite it. That's why, uh, say, witness testimony is difficult. Oh, to, yeah, to yeah. Because people rewrite their memories and they edit them as they access them. Yeah. I, I always forget, and I don't mean forget long-term, just temporarily when I'm being careless with my mm -hmm. statements, especially being cavalier about things like uh, spirits and, and stuff. Because um, I, I, I like, I, I think, talking, think theoretically, I don't necessarily always think about the ramifications to the person that I'm talking to. Yeah. And what that always means, because empathy isn't, isn't like a perfect thing. It's a sense. You have to look what yeah. you're doing when you're doing it. And I didn't see that one. I, I forgot that I would bring that up if we talked about this too much. Uh, I don't want you to have to refeel it. Because Janelle, okay, Janelle doesn't edit 
she doesn't change her memories when she rewrites them. Like when she when, when she retranscribes them, she doesn't she doesn't have to erase them to to to, to access them. Mm -hmm. uh, for me though, every time I've accessed a memory, it's gotten milder. I'm I'm draining off the boil or the fuel or whatever. It, but you feel it just as strongly yeah, yeah. every time. And well, I'm sorry. Well, I, I mean, I I cried less this time. But at the same time, it's kind of like watching a movie that is it's a good movie, but maybe it it, it evokes a strong reaction in yeah. you. And so when I replay the movie, it takes it can bring me back right to that. You you immerse in it. Yeah. And in, 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 in and, a way that's vivid. Yeah, it's like because it's like in it, and but at the same time, it's like over time. It does get a little bit less, but okay. it's like, it's because I didn't cry. But she doesn't change the facts. She tells no. the same story the same way every time. Yeah. And and so there's still the same, the same story there every yeah. time, and it doesn't change unless there's new information. You know. Yeah. I'm not like that. Uh, for me, I have to be careful to remember something accurately. <laughs> yeah. And and no, I mean, it, for me, it's like literally replaying a movie in my head, and it's one that I've seen. And the more I see it, the less reaction I have because. Because there's less. But but it's still the same tank. movie. It's still the same movie, you know. But the colors fade over time. A little well, more. I I wouldn't even say the colors fade over time. It's just, I was like, I I go through those emotional reactions, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. So you heal. Yeah, I heal. You heal on but it a it's a different. More more than you know. Yeah. Because you're being att you're, you're attentive to it, and you heal. Yeah. But you still seem to have the vividness of the. Oh yeah, yeah. When I'm in the moment, I'm in the moment, and yeah. it's like, and it's like, I mean, it's like I can barely see you. I'm um, like, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing the scene. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing yeah. me standing in the driveway. That's what I. And I, yeah. I get that part. I yeah. do, especially when I'm writing or something. I don't see the world around me, and that's a form of association, sort of. Everyone does association to some degree. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit of getting the, in, not in the backseat, but you're behind the screen. Yeah. Of the of the movie. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you could do that. It's, yeah. It's cool. But, uh, yeah. That you could do that with real life memories. I can do that with someone I'm making out, like a story fiction. Mm -hmm. I see the scene, and that's why I write a vivid scene. But when but, I've had it, I don't have that. But um, you, you, uh, the people who know me for a long time know that I, I don't really exaggerate. And no. I don't change the story. I, it's just, it, it is what it is. That's what happens. It sucks, and there's like when we first started the story, because I get I get rolling down the hill on an idea. Mm -hmm. I still had a little bit. I thought we were. I didn't know. I didn't realize where we, where your emotional state was. Well, well I, I don't know how I got there either. Well, no, I was still talking about the big old theory thing I had. Yeah. And I couldn't help myself. I, it's like when you said the, the the thing about his his eyelashes. I was like, oh, like spirit, because I thought we were gonna. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how how deep into it. it yeah. Was happen, cause I don't know why. I just didn't think. I mean, well, it's just for some reason he had great eyelashes. He had really long, pretty eyelashes, and and it was like seeing them like that. And I know, like physically, they couldn't have been white. I know that. But you saw them. But then. that's what I saw. I saw them as white. His eyelashes were white. Okay. And and it's I knew that he was in trouble, you know. Yeah. And and I, I certainly even didn't mention that just now. I didn't. No, back. it's okay. Bring, it back, bring you back to the situation. Because that's the thing, the thing I worry about sometimes with the way I talk so casually is sometimes I'll bring something up as a, as a, a um, just an offhanded remark or something and, and I forget. 
yeah. you know, what we're but, talking about. But, see, on the other hand, it's like, I know that you've heard that story before. Yeah. And and I was kind of doing that for the audience a little bit. True, true, true. Okay. But, okay. so. Cool. But, so that they know the story. So you, okay. Yeah. You're giving them the, the Yeah. So, I, I mean, because to me, if you know something is going to hurt somebody, get someone feeling mm-hmm. bad, it's the same as if you hit them. And I feel bad about that. Well, well to a degree, I, if you know what you're doing, and, and, but, and it's like, and I should know better. Well, I mentioned that. But anyway, regardless, I I'm off on a tangent. On I, that. I, I apologize. I, I don't feel hurt though. I know, but I feel shitty because I you were tearing up. Me. Well, I mean, you know, but but that's just the emotion of where that was. Okay. I don't feel bad about that. Cool. I, you know. I don't mean to be. I, I didn't mean I, Kurt with that either, but and I mean, he, I mean, you know, hear my voice. I'm not upset or anything. I know. It was just, it's not that. And it, it's like I go back that to I that place. It's not that I'm like afraid you're 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 like, fuck, you know. No, no, not, no, no. It's like it's I go back like, to the place and I feel what I feel in that place, and then I come back to here, and I'm okay. Okay, so that's your way of diving into the yeah, because that's to me that's the way to heal. Yeah. Um. But I know that you gotta be sensitive too. Like you have to be sensitive. For me, I can go and I beat myself up to get myself motivated. Hmm. I say I suck. If I don't do this, I'm gonna fail. <laughs> that and yeah. and um, well, I, a- I, 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 if there's a chance to take a hit, I choose to take it usually. Usually, just so I can like try to get better at it. Yeah. Um, but I know it's not the way everyone else handles. And unfortunately, sometimes I'm speaking well, and I say things just offhandedly, thinking they're not gonna have an effect. Because to me, that wouldn't. To uh, a certain level, yeah, you know, I can I can tell. I used to, I, I used to go to therapy so much that I would tell these traumatic stories of being burned by my mother with an iron. Mm-hmm. Matter of factly, with no emotion, yeah, were dead emotions, yeah, me, you know. Um, well, and if I said it in that in that way, if I said, "Well, Ken died," that uh, that doesn't really elicit emotional response. It's when I go into the play by play of right. exactly what happened, right. That's when I get the emotional response. The thing, because I can say Ken died as a matter of fact. He thing, died. The thing where I could tell you were in a lot of pain was, was when you were reliving uh, the the uh, response from his friends. Like you yeah. were very much in that. Yeah. And that was that was where I knew I kind of. But yeah, but you know what? It, it's okay. Yeah. Um, and it's like I don't I don't feel bad. It, it's what happened. Right. And, and, and of course, you know, when I think back over that period of time, I'm going to have those emotions because yeah. that's what I was feeling at the time. It does not reflect on today. It is a part of who I am, though. And that's okay. Is it okay, then, to talk about the the, the energy level of that the yeah. theory? Yeah. Stuff? Cause yeah, go that's, ahead. That's why yeah. I, I, was, I felt shitty. I was like, is that even a thing we can talk about anymore? No, absolutely. Okay, so because I'm dissociative, I've had multiple personalities. Right. And you know that I do really good, like, um, like essence impressions of somebody. Uh huh. You do an impression of what they feel like. Yeah. Their presence in a way. Yeah. Um, that would to me fit in with the idea that um, escaped energy, with a with a context like a personality. Yeah. That remains. And so if, if if when I was dissociative in the summer after my car accident, where mm-hmm. I almost thought I. Yeah. I started addressing too many things all at once internally that maybe I should have done bit by bit. Yeah. I did it all at once. I opened every box that I ever had open. Seemed to help. <laughs> but it, <laughs> it was a roller coaster. It was weird. I'm yeah. sorry. 
But because of the accident, I was freaked out, and I was like, man, I got to look at myself. Myself, I'm about to get married, and I don't want to fuck up her life. Yeah. With my unfinished shit. And so somehow they all opened, and I was worried. So all doors in my mind and, and everything whole, every opening yeah. I had was open. Every door. Yeah. So if there was any residual energy in the house, it'd be, a, you know, any of those mechanisms people talk about. Right. Especially since he had this weird electromagnetic network through the house. Yeah. It's like a field of his own mm-hmm. that could somehow, you know, I felt like I was picking up on him a lot. Yeah. And, um, I think you were. And I think that at the same time when I do an impression of, say, a, a character or a celebrity, I'm picking up on the flavor and the energy yeah. of that. Yeah. So they're they're related concepts. They're not these separate phenomena. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Like, I I could feel like I had a conversation with say somebody and I we we were in the in the associate state. I would do celebrities and yeah. If you looked them up later and I didn't know these people sometimes, it would turn out they were like that. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't know that. I didn't have a conversation with those people. Yeah. And maybe their energy's in the air and I could tune into that. Yeah. And somehow because energy is well, conscious you, or something. You know what? It would be as if they were there, but they weren't. Well, I, I was like, I think I do that when I sing. When you sing well, right? Well, I mean, you. No, when as I, as a differential thing, like when we sing well, when we do things well, we're almost sitting in the driver's seat as the person knows how to do that. Thing. Well, well, you know what's funny is, is like because I, I I've been you polarized to their energy. Yeah, level but or uh, you know I've I've been working on the thing. Uh, I believe in a thing called love. Yeah. You know who I. Think of <coughs> myself as when I'm singing that. Um, let me think. I, I'm trying to remember the name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, 80s singer? No. No? No, not a singer. Go ahead, then. Never mind. It is uh, the character. It's not even a celebrity. Well, it, oh. It's not even a celebrity. But it's the character that Reese Witherspoon played in Legally Blonde. Oh. Did she that sing a song? No, well, oh. she kind of did, but it's just that attitude. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like is, I'm like I, I key yeah. into that attitude. As an actor, she had to be in that energy state, so it yeah. exists. It exists somewhere, yeah. And therefore, in theory, it's somewhere out in the and, universe. And, and I'm like, for some reason, that resonates with me yeah. with that song. I, I have no idea why. Okay, but it is Here, like it, it's like that's who I'm. That's, can I do a that's summer? Who I'm being. Can I do a summer story time and show, tell you about my backseat experience of being there? So uh, I'm gonna tell a story about the accident and then the summer that ensued for okay. a few weeks. Okay. Okay. So I was on the second last day of my job that I hated. It felt like I was sitting, like, say, okay, well, whatever. It was a very dull, very uneventful job, you know. Um, but it was the second last day. I was excited, but I also was worried that like I wouldn't be able to hold up my end of doing the, the constructive and and monetarily effective creative work I was about to start doing. Mm-hmm. But I knew I couldn't do it with that job because it was draining. It was socially and emotionally draining, but it wasn't rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was leaving. Second last day, I I had my car, first car I ever excited. So the day was surreal. It starts off when I left work immediately. Thunderclap, downpour, fog. Same time. Weird. Surreal. And on the best of days, I don't believe that anything's real. So it was a, a very surreal experience. And my, my, my fundamental uh, philosophy, so to speak, is that like consciousness is more fundamental than matter. And this is a thing you, you hear in hermetic stuff. doesn't mean I'm into that stuff. 
I just you find it in a lot of religions, like mm-hmm. uh, Hinduism, for example, the mind of Brahma, uh, the mind of God. All these different concepts of that somehow we are living in the mind mm-hmm. of something, or way bigger than us, mm-hmm. and 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 beyond the idea of bigness, you know. Um, so somehow matter exists because of thought, right? So maybe that thing like the simulation argument some people follow yeah. has a basis in that concept that somehow everything's information. Right. So this particular day with this weird surreal fog, I ended up driving and I realized I was low on gas, but I'm like, it's such a bad rainstorm, I should just stay on the damn road and keep going. But then I was like, last minute, it was not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crap, I got to get some gas, period. Yeah. So I pulled over the only gas station I saw. I'd never been there before because I would always go to the QT, which is bigger and faster. Yeah. It's always fast. Yeah. You go there, you're done. Yeah. You do one interaction, you're done. But smaller ones, you take your time. It takes yeah. a while and it's yeah. always a pain in the ass. Uh, so I went to the one I'd never been to, and I don't remember where it is, to be honest. I know it's past whatever. But I go there. It's a, a, a small gas station. Mm-hmm. Like the, one of those places that would be dead on the sunniest day. Like you'd never you see like one car at best ever. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a bunch of homeless people sitting there under the like the, the plastic roof awning thing. Yeah. Like they were they were in sheltering out of the yeah. rain. There were like six people there hanging out. Apparently the manager lets people do that. But I go up to them and it's like a group of NPCs in a video game mm-hmm. where you've got to go to the interaction area where they all have exclamation points over their head and they got quests. <laughs> so I go up there and I happen to see them and, and I, I've been homeless uh, multiple times in my life, so I tend to check on them. Not in not like a, a patronizing way. I'm like, hey, man, yeah. you need to get off drugs and find whatever, Scientology? <laughs> yeah. No, not like that. But um, but I'm like, hey, man, you, is everything cool? You need, you need anything? If I had money, especially, because I had some money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. A few hundred dollars, I think, that day. Yeah. For whatever reason. And uh, it wasn't, it was like my, my actual spending money that I take out every week. Yeah. You know, and hold on to for lunches and stuff. Or whatever. Anything else. So anyway, so I asked him if they needed anything, and, and then one guy, um, first he said no. I don't I completely know. And I go in the store, and then one of the NPC guys, video game guys, and was, believe me, things are starting to look, like flash a little pixelated for me in my mind, because mm-hmm. I, I, I was unstable at the moment, and yeah. it was a weird event. But when the world changes around you, like you're walking around in Florida, and the light's weird, and you see these colorful insects, that's why Florida Man exists, because it's surreal down there. Yeah. When the world gets surreal, it triggers mental illness right. a little. Even if it's just a momentary thing, you get home, you would have been fine. Yeah. So, guys are feeling like, I'm in the video game. Guy comes in, young kid, who just, like, he's he's cleaner than he should be to be homeless. Well, I mean, granted, that's, that's terrible to say, but I've been homeless, and I know you don't, you don't have, like, perfectly groomed hair with, like, moose in it. Yeah. Like, most of the time. Yeah. And uh, you're not wearing super clean clothes, but he's, he's, he's got his fresh NPC gear on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's playing a homeless guy. And he comes up to me, and this is me being weird, of course, I don't believe this 100%, but it's a surreal moment. He comes up to me and says, hey, the other guys say, he says it's like he's delivering lines, and he's like, the other guys say that you come here all the time and you always help them out. Let me buy you a drink. And I was like, what the fuck, I've never been here. I've never met these people, uh-huh. right? But I do help homeless people. Yeah. You know that. You, yeah. That's part of the reason you kept, like, whatever. It was that you found that out, but by accident, kind of, but Whatever. So I was like, oh, what are you talking about? Okay, fine, maybe I've been here. And I don't remember it because I'm dissociative, mm-hmm. but I don't think so. I've never literally been here. It's, it's kind of hard to turn into from mm-hmm. that side of the road. 
Uh, but okay, I'll, I'll take a drink. Uh, and I look around and say, hey, have some coffee? No, the coffee machine is broken. And it's like, what would you like? So I go back to the back and there's, you know, cores of coffee, uh, the double shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. Energy drinks with yeah. coffee. Yeah. And I'm driving home and I'm like, yeah, I'll take one. So I take one and I felt shocked when I drank it. Uh-huh. Like weird, like you, like a potion in the video game. It's bizarre. I'm telling you, weird, weird, weird. And it was all mental illness probably. But anyway, so after that interaction, they go outside and then I talk to the old guy, you know, mm-hmm. the old wise NPC. Uh-huh. Who's like the guy who's really going to give you something. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, well, there is something I need. I'm like, what is it? He's like, I need a tent for the backyard, uh, for the for behind this uh, this gas station. He's like, and uh, and I was like, how much is it? He's like, anywhere from fifty to five hundred dollars. I'm like, I have fifty dollars, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. And I gave him even a little extra or something. I gave it to him, whatever I had. There was there was I felt like I could take a deal with. I was feeling good. I was like, I got my gas. I'm, you know. Um, but he's like, the guy comes up to me. He's like, hey. If you come back in three weeks, you'll see that. Like, yeah. if in a video game, like, you just changed the world. So go come back. <laughs> and, and you'll see that you had an effect on our MMO. Um, regardless, it was a bizarre interaction, set of interactions. So I leave, and I'm following a car. I finally leave. I was like, mm-hmm. weird. I was like, this is weird. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, on cue, everything was weird. And I just slipped sideways into the Matrix again. Yeah. Uh, so I'm driving, I'm following a car's head, uh, taillights. And they're perfectly in front of me. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm in the lane. And obviously, I didn't, it wasn't even a thought. It was just, I was in the lane. And all of a sudden, the car just took a sharp right veer and dodged the center divider mm-hmm. that I had no time to stop to hit. So it was like he led me there and then yeah. dropped me right into it. Yeah. And then I skidded over it and totaled the car safely. Yeah. The airbag went off. I hurt one little finger. I get out, and then two, quote, NPCs. One guy wearing, an old guy wearing a Captain America shirt, and we just had a wedding here that was superhero based, and people would have worn that if they didn't have a costume. They weren't exactly the outfit he was wearing. Yeah. So back to, like, a callback in the video game. Mm-hmm. And then there was another guy who seemed charismatic, and he knew what he was talking about, because he was, he was like that. The other guy went back to check his phone and mm-hmm. maybe call for help or something for me. Yeah. I was in shock. Yeah. Um, this guy was like, hey, come with me. Get in the car. Get your stuff. And I'll bring you back to the gas station so you won't get wet. So that would have had me leaving the scene of right. uh, an accident, which would have gotten me a shitload of trouble. Right. But the luckily, the old guy came over, and he's like, hey, you can't do that. Uh, you can't leave the scene. What are you doing listening to this guy? Mm-hmm. And then the other guy just disappeared, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, he, he must have driven off, but it was like he dematerialized once I grabbed my stuff. Yeah. And he, he just left. So it's like it was like one of those tests in a game or whatever. Yeah. My mind was in a weird place. These are the, the you take shave off the emotion and the narrative about the video game. Uh-huh. It's a weird set of events. Yeah. So my mind was in a weird place when I got home and I started thinking about how I almost died and whether that would have mattered because maybe I would have just respawned. Or right. you know, like it, so so of course I was in a weird place and maybe concussion even. Who knows? I don't know what I did. Yeah. I don't know what happened when I hit. Yeah. Um well, if you were going fast enough to hit the air by itself, they would have had a concussion or something. Yeah, you might have. Yeah. And uh, when there's physical injury to me, I just I go back seat. It just yeah. happens. I don't feel the pain usually. So yeah. bad injury. Well, so long story short, I had already integrated after uh, I mean a while back, and I got rid of my original lifelong system, so to speak. That they, as they say, I call uh-huh. them parts. 
they were like, I had uh, the, the protectors, all the different protectors, the doctor type. I had a tough guy type who'd give people a pack of cigarettes and help them buy their, their booze or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the healthiest person, but he'd help you out with whatever you need to get through your day. Yeah. Different personalities. A driver who, you know, I, when people dissociate on the way to work, people do this. They forget how they got to work. That's yeah. association. Yeah. Imagine now that those, those autopilots have personalities, opinions, and yeah. histories that they remember and you don't, unless yeah. they're there. Yeah. Because they were part of what happened. I yeah. remember what happened at that party. You don't. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I got rid of those guys because I integrated them. They became mm -hmm. part of me. And yeah. I healed. I had no system. But I went dissociative. So what happened was I ended up being celebrities. <laughs> yeah. A, a whole cast and cavalcade of celebrities. Yes. And, it and was Janelle's, interesting. Janelle's talked to Sebastian Bach, who I'm not a huge fan of. He's like, he doesn't like my music, man, but he's cool. Like, I can't do his voice right now. But but he was the bouncer. He'd be the one to make sure everyone left at the end of the night when we had our big thing. We'd have a big conversation on the porch at night. And unfortunately, it was mint. It was crazy. And I, was in a, I was going through a moment of trying to figure out mm -hmm. meaning yeah. for a minute. Because I'm like, that's that felt like life isn't real. And why am I living this in the Let me out. Yeah. Like, let us out. Janelle and I, we got to get out. Whatever, you know. And so... Surreal starts started to happen, and my mind made up a, a, a whole narrative about that kind of parallel worldly stuff, because I tend to believe in it, and also the idea that, like, celebrities will, like, take day, day rides in people, mm -hmm. and, like, they travel together, and there's, like, eh, it's a weird-ass thing, man, and, and the story, is, it's a lot more entertaining than this, because I'm not really feeling entertained by it, so it was, it was hard on Janelle, but, but, but there were times when I was going through a lot. And even in the middle of this um, is when she said I was, I was, I was, I was, I was having a, I mean, I had Seth, Seth, um, Seth McFarland, yeah. who allegedly was my like co-walker or something through my life and helped me through the hard times. Yeah. And we were brothers spiritually and somehow I was playing him. Right. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's, he's in the media a lot. Sebastian Bach, I don't, I wouldn't follow his stuff, but I looked up his videos and he acts the way he yeah. was acting. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. Right. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. He healed me a lot. He's a medic. He's a combat medic yeah. in the big war, <laughs> the big spiritual war we're all fighting. But uh, either way, it's a hell of a good story, and it'll be a great trilogy on sale at Amazon at some point because it's fucking amazing. The government is controlling people via blue light uh, uh, where they synchronize people to use them as massive quantum computers. And that's what D-Wave is. It's a little, like, uh, a little switch that they use to, to control the machine. Mm -hmm. They program us to, to solve problems mathematically, yes. such as how to contact aliens, uh -huh. which we do psychically. But some of us wake <laughs> up, you see, and we have to save the others. That was a weird thing that happened in my mind. Yeah. It was awesome, though. You'll love it. It's going to be a good movie. It would, it would, but, uh, but, but, but these people would like so supposedly form teams and go fight mm -hmm. like the bad worlds that are being taken over by the bad guys and uh, whatever. So that was my world. For, for a couple of weeks, I was trying not to be there. I was like, this sucks. But I couldn't leave, and it was there. And, and all the, the dissociative parts were playing the parts of celebrities. But somehow in the middle of that, you, you said I was authentically answering as if I were Ken, because, you, you know? Yeah. Well, you had a lot going on in your head. and, and could just be like listening to a bunch of radio channels at the same time. Yeah, well, and that's actually how you described it, even yeah. when you were going through that. Okay. And who did I describe? Who, who described that to you, though? Uh, Remember, some of these people. Probably Nicodemus. Some of yeah, God, God, that was a that was a literary character who exists somehow. Yeah. Like a cartoon character that's real. Um, but either way, um, it was bizarre. Uh, yeah. And, and and these characters would explain how it all worked, and I'd be like, "This is cool. I didn't know that." 
Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> well it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was. But my mind makes shit up. I mean, yeah. people do. When we dream, we're all geniuses, and we all come up with worlds that make sense. It, and it was, it was so definitely a, a roller coaster, and it was hard. It was hard, and I felt like I was fighting the Hydra. That's what I was, it felt like the whole narrative was about yeah. a Hydra my whole life. My yeah. mom felt like a, like a tentacle thing that would yeah. eat you alive. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and so like the, the whole thing. time I'm, I'm talking to, you know, a Candace and, and Ruth mostly, yeah. and trying to work through it and, and, and yeah. help you as much as I could. Right, but and, you stood with me, and and you only took me to the hospital when I needed to get some medicine to sleep. Yes, you didn't. You didn't make me go there and shut it down, and then have it come back five years from now on its own. Yeah, no, that's what I'm, happens when you don't fill it. And yeah, finish it. You know. Well, it, it, the way the way I look at that is is. That and now I'm done with it. As far as I can tell, I haven't had these weird dissociative yeah, moments. Yeah, and 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 and, and that was the last the, the hurrah thing, of that. Well, hopefully. Right. I mean, just based on. I'm saying that, like, right now, the tanks that I can sense yeah. that used to be full of stuff, yeah. like, the energy to run those characters, in a way, they're not running. Yes. You know? And I understand that. But I also understand that if, if there was some significant trauma in it your life, happen. it might trigger it, it again. It could totally. And, and, and that's a, And that's I, hope okay. there is, I hope there isn't in that because, sense. Because, and I told you this at the time, and I'll tell you this again, you are worth fighting for. And I, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was fighting the Hydra. And it's like, with Ken, I, I tamed a dragon. I tamed a fucking dragon. I can fight a fucking Hydra. And, and, and I'm you know? so, so glad I did. You know, baby? What? Way to kill a Hydra, right? Yeah. Cauterize each neck wound, right? Uh-huh. There's one last head you guys just got there. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? <laughs> oh, God. Is that on the podcast? I said out loud. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I I know um um a lot when I'm bad. Like anyone is is gonna be the worst version of themselves. Yeah. But I don't know. I was I was I wasn't like mean. I wasn't anything like that. I don't go I don't go that way. But I go I go to the point where I just stop deciding to believe in reality somehow. It just it's like it was there's no there's no objective reality well, and it might as well just that the, the, the whole theme of what you were going but through. I'm never I'm never like aggressive people with that no well in the it's whole, not like I lose track of being a, a good person yeah right we want to make true. that make, make that that's point. true but but the whole theme of what you were going through with that was you had this whole story going on in your head where you were the last soldier in the battle I couldn't and I couldn't let the you, battle go or something you had to save the world no. Psychically, no, no, somehow. Well, okay, and it was, that sounds real self-aggrandizing. But, but what it was was like I felt like I couldn't let go of a fight because there were still people fighting. I thought in my mind it was like I, I was like I'm not quitting until anyone quits. Everyone quits. Yeah. But it was like, but I've never been in a war. War. I've just yeah. been in a battlefield of like a schizophrenic mother trying to burn you with an iron. Yeah. Like you know and, that was that was what that was. It was my way of saying I can't let go of that somehow. Yeah, but it, at the same time, it, well, I, I wasn't mean, trying to say like I was a hero of the world. No, not, no, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But you were, you were, and, and and Ruth actually really helped me with this a lot. She was like, you know, he's approaching the world like a child, and not in a derogatory way or anything like that. Okay. It's that it, she was actually watching Stranger Things, ah. and and she realized that you know children have. This idea, and I'm like, I remember as a kid thinking the same thing, that, you know, when something bad happens in the world, there is something they can do 
to just fix it. There's some grandiose superhero yeah. type thing that they can do. Yeah. That they have power That's over That's the embarrassing that. part of this. I, I didn't feel like I had power. I just felt like, I don't know. I, 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 in a sense, I mean, if you say things like you believe in these things, you're, you're claiming that you have some sense or something. I wasn't like, it wasn't, it was just that there was still something wrong. That was what it was. Right. It, was, it, was, it wasn't that like, I had the answer to it, but I wasn't going to quit till I was done. But. Until I was, it was the, like, I didn't exist if it, if it, if it would, you know, like I would fight whatever Hydra. Yeah. This evil inclination that people have. Like, cause I just don't want to live in that world. Yeah, you know, yeah well, like, that, that, that's and that's exactly. childish. That's childish. But uh, but but that's a, that's and, and and I'm like I'm not saying that's a bad thing, hmm. but based but, on where the trauma that yeah. you experienced growing up happened to you. Yeah, there's a it was part still a you, child. Yeah, yeah. There's a part of you that got. That's why there was a storybook. That's why there's a storybook element. My biggest hero, yeah. friend, ally yeah. was this storybook character. So I sense. You're right. Yeah. I said you're right. And it's embarrassing when, when you use words accurately, like grandiose, because it is a grandiose meta-fantasy in my mind that I was working through, because I, I always work through things kind of narratively, create a, a story, and if, if it's about a practical matter or a person or something, I try to be accurate. Yeah. And I don't want to be, like, making up my own fiction about them. Yeah. But when it comes to a structural uh, set of problems or something like mm -hmm. that I can look at mechanically and say, yeah. this needs to be lowered this needs to be raised these kind of things uh in order to be healthy like mm -hmm. if, I, if i'm less like this and more like that it's mechanical to me so that story and i yeah. come up with any like I, that's why i write i write yeah. stories to solve say yeah you know whatever and so i created i guess you're right a story book story yeah you did yeah and 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 it was i mean i was like not only did i meet the celebrity i met I met Ace. The, I Ace. Met the Ace. The Ace. He refers to himself. He referred to himself as the Ace. He's the, he, he thought of himself as the mechanical. He, he never spoke until the end when there's no one else to speak, and then he talked. And, and then I also like, met Scotts from the. So Scott. that guy, that guy was an old guy. He was yeah. an old old guy who yeah. never went away. Apparently, yeah. The guy who tries to solve every problem, mm -hmm. tries to make sure everything works out perfectly, but and he no was one silent. looks like an idiot. He was silent until, until me. Until he talked to her. Yeah. And he was very bitter, apparently. Was, I always saw him as... He was this, an asshole. He was the guy He was the guy who, when I was sick and dissociative, I'd be cooking beautifully, <laughs> and I'd be, like, dancing around the kitchen, moving perfectly, and if anyone got in my way, get out of my way. Like, yeah. you know, like, I do it right. I do it right because he didn't let you do it wrong. Yeah. Whatever it was, I do right. Yeah. And so he didn't... He insisted on perfection, whether it was... I wouldn't obviously know it's perfect and you don't always yeah. do it perfect, but it felt like you were doing it in the proper yeah. method. Um, so he was a, the biggest protector, the one that made me not feel like a fool and I could get out of any problem yeah. by thinking about it. Um, and so he didn't leave when everyone else integrated. So yes, there was one left. Yeah. And she met him at the beginning of that yeah. and then the rest came. Yeah. And I don't know, there were times when I thought he was just playing those characters. Yeah, well, I mean... Because he was he, doing a damn good job, and he that's was, the way he does things. I mean, it's like, when I met him, he was testing me. Oh, yeah, he, he was he definitely testing me. He, he was trying to see if I was real, if I really loved you. He was, he was trying 
to and it was and, and I'm like all this wasn't this wasn't like in our daily life. It was, no. it was these were interviews almost. Yeah, by this yeah, guy. yeah. That's how I when felt. Came, I felt like I was being interviewed. And, and it, yeah, it, 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 it was wasn't like, like it was reflecting out in my life where I'd be like throwing tests at Janelle all day. It would no. be like us sitting on the porch asking questions. And stuff. Yeah, and it was it was like, but uh, but at the same time, I understood that all those personalities, including him, yeah. were originally Protected. created to protect you. He may have and been that is what he was trying to do, was he was trying to protect you, because he didn't right. want to see you get hurt anymore. Right. And so and if you I understood why yeah. he was putting me through the gauntlet, because he wanted to make sure right. that I was real. The, the part, of the, this, and, part of the integration thing. Mm-hmm. This is very important, and I often remind myself of this, mm-hmm. is that even if it was a different part, yeah, it's still within me, and it's still my responsibility. Right. So, yeah, I shouldn't have been putting you through questions and answers at that point in my relationship. I yeah. knew, I knew, yeah. the main me, yeah. that but, you were, but, you, you loved but, me, but, 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 but he, didn't, he didn't connect to people that way. Yeah, and A's still have questions. The A's. <laughs> the I don't know why it's so offensive. The A's. It's weird. He's not there. But yet, some reason. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, the, the reason ace. the reason it was the ace, it, oddly, this is so stupid. But at the time, it was because he was not a human. Mm. He was the ace. He could do whatever needed to be done, and he was the last to call on because everyone else would be like, "Shit, show this up." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why we why do we even insist? And so they, I, I had arguments when I had the whole system going. They would yeah. be like, "We hate him. We yeah. don't know how he does what he does." Yeah. And I was like, "Why is he even there?" Yeah. Like, what's he doing? Is he even us? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. because it was a guy who would uh, look at the three-foot-tall jar of candy corn and know the exact number, and that happened in second mm-hmm. grade. And then I won them, and then I moved before I got them. Yeah. Because they put us in foster care. Yeah. Like, I, it was the one who got the spelling bee. It's the one who did all the contests. Yeah. When I did the right thing, wrote the book in two weeks and got better reviews. Oh. I'm saying, those yeah. guys, he was a guy who would do it. Yeah. And it would kill me. Because it would, I'd be, I can't sleep. You're telling me I can't sleep for three days. I'm typing. I don't want to type anymore, you know? Yeah. The ace. Yeah. It, and but, I thought it was a computer almost, like a, like a. But, I mean, there were, there was one evening where you scrolled through, like, several minor personalities. At once. Well, were they, oh, like, residual? Because I think he was giving think, you examples of who they were. Uh, yeah. I mean, you scrolled through, uh, yeah. They were, like, snapshots. Camp, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's almost what it he felt was like. Holding, remember, I remember and there sitting, were I was sitting there. in a chair. And he, yeah. was, he was literally kind of flipping through the cards. He was putting the lenses on yeah. of, like, their corpses, if yeah. you know. Like, the leftover remnant of what they were. And he was showing you, this is who they were. This is who they are. Yeah. And so, it's like, I got, I got to meet a whole bunch of people that night. And it was, that was... My, my original system wasn't animated on its own. It was like puppets that could be, yeah. that could be used. And he was using them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He yeah. was the last guy there because he came back out. Yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the best podcasts I found on there of people with DID is called System Speak. So it's interesting that you say freedom. I, I, I'm but, wary. <laughs> Not of this one particularly. I don't know anything about it. Uh-huh. But I'm wary of any kind of a thing that would glorify this this illness. Well, no, it, it's not a glorification. It is literally her one of one. But it's she a, lets them all talk separately. And yeah, yeah. One, that's to me glorification, though, because we have some control. It's not that we can shift them immediately. Yeah. But we can decide to say, I can't have you here right now. And you can go and say, well, I'm going to try to be yeah, healthy. But, but maybe she's doing it to show people. Well, that's fair. It, yeah. But it, but you can get rid of them over time by actually telling them what to do a little. Well, well, and if you can do that so on command, you can probably heal. 
Well, well, the the thing is, it was one of her. It was her. I think uh, the therapist she works with, her and and one of her personalities is a teenager and wanted to do a podcast. Okay. And so that's where it started. Okay. And, and then the rest and, come out. Yeah, and and well, that's, that's almost of, like incidental. Yeah, one if of, you start one of, doing something, one of her, come out. her her one of her personalities is actually a PS, PhD in psychology. Does and, she actually have that knowledge somehow? Yeah, she right. does. Just like people wake up from comas knowing French. Yeah. How's that work? Yeah. So it's it, <laughs> it. But anyway, it's interesting. But I just it was like you kept saying the system, and it just reminded me of that. They call them system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the 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 accepted clinical term tends to be system. But I just I don't like system because they were they were they were people to me. Yeah. And I felt like I was killing them. I was going to commit murder if I healed. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. But eventually they worked it out by themselves. Yeah. yeah. Between them, when I wasn't there, and they decided they were going to do it. Yeah. But but <laughs> but, but yeah, the ace was a bit of an asshole. But I understood where he was coming from because he was only trying to protect your best interests. And I understand. And if I was on my own, you'd be helpful. Like, if I was completely yeah. on my own, I had yeah. people in my life that were helping. Yeah. It would have been helpful because I would have been able to be effective. Yeah. In a way that, yeah. like, I needed to be. Yeah. And um, he, he just wanted to make sure that you were. That's why I didn't leave, I think, because he knew Tammy was up to something, I think. Yeah. And, like, and, and, and I was going to get out, uh, be kicked out and be homeless in a desert trying to find water, and he had helped me figure out how to get water. Yeah. You know? Um. But he, not like, like that dramatic. I, it wasn't I, like cartoon desert. But yeah. it was a city. It was a city where you had to walk miles to get to the next park that had a water fountain, and no one would give you water at a store because the culture doesn't do that. They hate homeless people. You know, all the stories yeah. will never let you in. Whatever. But, but it was it was the same. Effectively. Yeah. And, and and I was like, I now I understood that's where he was coming from. But I also met you know versions of you from the future without me. I I met all kinds of. Oh. It was, it was... That, uh, those, those were it, when it started getting into the new pieces being built. Yeah. Like, he started manufacturing personalities or something. Yeah. Before he left, or yeah. before whatever happened. Um, it was like, he was like, he, he was an assembler. He was the guy who helped me build things. Anything, that makes sense. Anything. Yeah. Like, a game. Like, okay, so one of the biggest frustrations is I've worked on a game for, like, 16 years that's now done, and in some reason... I have an internal barrier on, on actually completing my little personal game I've been playing for 16 years. Yeah. Where I was playing a game of sorting yeah. information to make an awesome game. Yeah. Um, so anyway, whatever. That's a, that's a different hang-up. But one of the major frustrations over the years when I had a, a bunch of those like long-term system people, because they are, in a sense, they feel like people because they're autonomous. Mm -hmm. And they are using your resources as if they were alive. Yeah. The thought forms of some kind that yeah. are mechanical. They're AI inside you. Uh -huh. um, but they're not going to change your nature. Mm -hmm. Fact. If you don't have, like, the ability to kill people, you're not going to kill people. You know, and I don't, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to hurt people, you know. Yeah. So, the, despite the media's crazy bullshit about that, it mm -hmm. pisses me off. And, like, it's dangerous. It's harmful because it gets people hurt. Yeah. Um, but either way, like, they'll get, the police will be more brutal to them if they're like, this person is, you know, mentally ill, you know. Mm -hmm. Or, like, even the neighbor... You know, might punch yeah. him. Yeah, or whatever. Back to the matter. One of the frustrations is I'd work on this particular set of tables, about 14 pages at the time, of tables mm -hmm. that were all connected. So there were different ways of configuring the information in my game. And I would do find and replace on a concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A word. I used words as handles for the concepts. 
and I'd have to do find a replace when I came up with a new tweak, a new perspective on something. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'd, I'd, I'd make sure all the patterns still worked. Yeah. And I'd be in a zone, and I'd get it awesome. I'd be like, I think I'm done. Holy mm -hmm. shit, I think I'm done. Go to sleep, and I'd wake up, and my only save file at that stage would be completely different mm -hmm. because some other asshole in my head had a different opinion. Yeah. And there were multiple configurations that would make the game work, yeah. but it would be a different style of game. Yeah. And so it would always revert to like each one of my parts' opinion on how this complicated network of concepts fit together, and there's different ways to do it. Yeah. So that's why it took me 16 years, because I was constantly undoing my own work. Yeah. That's the nature of that stuff. It's weird. I'm sorry, that's a, that's a, that's, it didn't trail off, but it didn't go anywhere in particular, other than the fact that these things had a lot of power over yeah. over my life. And I, yeah. I, I would actually wake up in a store and be like, how do I get here? What do I buy? Yeah. You know, it was like quantum leap, but in my own body. Yeah. And that's why maybe the nature of my narrative was sort of sci-fi-ish. Yeah. Like, well, that makes sense. You know? It makes sense. Uh, and it was, yeah, that, that, that whole episode was definitely hard but i learned i learned a lot that latter episode i did not lose time at all that's good but i was backseat to the point where i mean half the time i was letting say certain people who i thought could advocate for me speak mm -hmm. but other times it was just like they were they were talking they're using the voice box i couldn't use it yeah you know like they already have their they're holding the mic i can't i can't grab it they can't reach it yeah. i don't get it it's like that, but it wasn't like I would never let it do something, yeah. you know? Um, there's one time, one period of time, where mm -hmm. I dealt with some dark things, not yeah. dark impulses. But I know you're, you're getting tired, I'll, I'll wrap this part up. Yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. But, but I was dealing with some trauma, and, and, and the face of that was a relative of mine yeah. who uh, raped a lot of people. Yeah. Raped a lot of people. Yeah. And never got caught in that way. Yep. Um, but it was a known fact, and, and one of my cousins had to, had to deal with him and ended up in a situation where she wondered, like, she loved him, basically. She yeah. was in love with her uncle. Yeah. Out of it. And she's messed up still yeah. from that. Uh, very cavalier about the death. Always yeah. dead, but. Now she treats every man like she treated him. Mm. Either way, messed up evil guy. Yeah. May have actually done something to my own mother. Yeah. So there's another possibility for the parentage of one of my brothers. Yeah. Not that. There's that other one we talked about, and then yeah. this, this one. Yeah. But I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Um, regardless, this evil person, their, their spirit, it seemed, somehow lashed on to me. Mm -hmm. Or at least in my mind it did. Yeah. And uh, I had to fight him for weeks. Yeah. Not weeks, but like off and on, he'd keep coming back. And like I tried to get other ghost family members on him, and it seemed like they carted them off at one point. Yeah. I took care of him somehow. Yeah. It's a weird narrative with him. So I, I dealt with him. He's the villain in my story because he was doing weird shit. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the way you described it at the time was that he was – the essence of all evil, essentially. Well, he became that, apparently, because yeah. he, like, ascended into it. Or yes, he, he, yes. He, he wouldn't get off. There's this thing I call the sit and spin. It's this, this spiritual experience some people have where they think they're the creator, the only creator somehow. Yeah. They become solipsists, and, and everyone else is an NPC in their life. 
But I think that's part of a certain spiritual journey where people get uh, get to understand that maybe we're connected to the universe mm-hmm. in a way we can't comprehend. But you're supposed to get off that and say, that's not just me, it's everybody. Yeah. But some people I, I've actually met seem never to get off that idea. And that's where yeah. they become these YouTube spiritual gurus and stuff. They think they're the enlightened. Yeah. Well, anyway, the idea was that when he died, he got to ride this thing, I mm-hmm. thought. And he never got off. And he was using the power that you get there, which is minimal, but still useful in everyone's daily life. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to recreate the universe, but you could go and start messing with people's lives because you're from a higher vantage point. Right. It's like a, it's a kitty ride. It's not the real deal. It's just a little video that you watch, yeah. sort of. But you have some leverage, mm-hmm. I think, in the weird, weird conceptual thing I was in. And so supposedly he was manipulating everyone's lives from up there and he wouldn't get off because he knew the second he got off that, that he was going to get his reward and punishment. And he wouldn't because when he died, he went there and he never left because he knew what would happen. Yeah. Because you get foresight or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was a big old thing. And, uh... uh, You were fighting the universe. I was fighting the internal universe. and And I was fighting for you. You were. And no one ever did that. But I still believe and I always will believe that you were worth it and you're here now yeah and 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 part of what I had so, to convince you of was that a you were worth fighting for and b that whatever your fight was internally you deserve to have a break and deserve to enjoy life life yeah, instead of being responsible for everyone else's pain. Yeah. Like, all the family members that aren't going to grow, they yeah. choose not to, I can't just be at their beck and call constantly. Yeah. And giving everything I have and having nothing to heal with. Yeah. Right. I, and hell, this has been a weird episode, because we talked about some stuff that we believe in legitimately with energy, and then we talked into, like, the corollaries to that. Yeah. thing is, in theory, if this energy stuff was real, I mean, I kind of discredited myself with the mental illness. And that's fine. Cool. Yeah. But say this, say that there was like this energy stuff and the spirit stuff and people could project even data, say Morse code even, mm-hmm. to each other via the energy pulses. Yeah. And then later more complex data and images and things like that in theory, right? In theory, someone could create a false reality for someone else. Oh, yeah. So in theory, there could have been some validity to the experience, whether it was any part of it was true. Yeah. Even with my own mind, that, that ace part could have been projecting a false reality that felt 100% real. Right. And I felt like I was remembering more than making it up in my head. So it's a, it could still be a narrative, fictional, movie-style story, mm-hmm. but based on a real phenomenon. Yeah. And I wonder, because I wonder if our minds can split, and then there's this philosopher who believes that maybe the whole universe is that. Mm-hmm. Like... The association of the creator. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, who knows? You can create anything. That, but, you know, not necessarily physically, but in create realities that we believe in. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad I had you. I'm glad. I'm glad you came back to me. I had to. I didn't. I knew I had to fight. Come back. I fought too. You did. You did, and, and, and that was... I that, just didn't want to be that for you. Well, I mean, that that that's what was so hard for me. It wasn't... I mean, I yeah, I missed you during that period. But what was so hard for me was seeing you fighting. 
so hard and and in so much pain and that was what was really hard for me was what watching what you were going through and seeing that and feeling it and not being able to help you any more than I could. You helped me. You I know me. I did. You I were I did. you were the stable point of every day. Yeah. And I, I hate that that had to be you, that you had to deal with that. Because yeah. you're always everyone stable, everything, and that's not fair to you. Yeah. But, not but. It's not a but about, Yeah. like, excusing yeah. that. But, um, I feel like you gave me enough to know that I could be secure in not letting that take over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't have, I don't need the safety. I don't need the protectors. Cause yeah. I have like a barbarian lady <laughs> who's like wearing this like leopard skin. <laughs> <clears throat> but no, I, I trust, I trust you so completely yeah. at this point. Like at that point I trusted you as much as I was capable to trust anybody. Yeah. But there was still that one part of me that wouldn't let anyone be yeah, trusted. And I know. you killed it. You know, you defeated it. Battle on the Hydra. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 and I'm sorry yeah, that would carry that burden well, like that. You know, Especially with all the trauma it would bring up with you. I'm well, sure. you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, um, I... I mean, it's not like you ever hid anything from me, and I knew that I told this you. was yeah. this was something that you dealt with. And I thought and I was so, better. I told you I was and better. And you were. I believed I was. You were, and and then you had this period where you weren't. But the the but, good sign that I say is that when I had it again, I had to come up with a brand new system, except for the one guy who was there. Yeah. Pulling, you know, wouldn't leave. And, so that means that I did heal. Yeah. But because the damage is there, it can re refracture. I guess. Yeah. And and, and 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 at least from the research I've done, it's like if yeah, I should have brought all the old guys back, right? Well, well, no. It's like sometimes a a big trauma, a new trauma can create a new thing. Right. And, and if you're gonna if you're prone to cracking in a certain way, yeah, you're gonna crack on those same fault lines. Yeah, and it may come out in a different configuration, but uh, yeah. That it's just it's like you because, break your ankle; it's never gonna be the same. Yeah. Like you might get healthy, you can still work and you can still do your thing. And people will never know it unless you happen to hit it just wrong. Yeah. And you break it again. Yeah. And, and it's it's one of those things that is like that is, especially when you've got a big trauma, that is that is your normal reaction mm. for you. It's an instant reaction. It's an yeah. instinctive one. It's yeah. Not, it's like because people have fire flight, most people. Right. But when you're young and a certain age, you can figure out a third way and you just go somewhere else instead. Yeah. You're like, I don't have to run or stay. Yeah. I just let someone else do it. Yeah. You know? And and so that was something That's an I, interesting idea. No one ever thought of that. Except the people who have this disorder. Yeah. And then it becomes the thing. Yeah. And so. and that's that 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 that's like uh, it's eyes eyes wide open. I mean it's like I knew that you had this issue and it was okay that I, I, I saw it, but I knew that I needed to fight for you too because I knew some of what happened was insecurity. And you needed to feel safe and secure yeah. and Especially loved. once I had something to live for. Yeah. You know why I had that huge reaction to the car accident? Yeah. I've been in car accidents, and I would be fine. Yeah. I literally spun across three lanes of a frozen highway, mm -hmm. crashed into a car, and knew I wasn't going to die. Yeah. Or if I did, it was like, whatever this is is not alive anyway, so let's 
Yeah. It's fine. Not that I was looking to die, but it was like, this is irrelevant now. I'm spinning. I'm spinning. I see the car in front of me. You know, like, yeah. it was, it was a, I was not worried about dying. Right. But I actually had something to live for. Yeah. And uh, somehow that, that was trauma because there was something to hit. Yeah. It wasn't as sad as it is. It was just Tanya in that car. When when we got in that accident, Ethan was at school and he was safe somehow. Yeah. And, but it's not like I, I want her hurt, but I actually was steering to make sure she didn't die, yeah. mainly her. Yeah. But it was like I was able to sit back and do the job without any emotion. Right. And uh, with you, when this accident happened, I was freaking out. Yeah. It happened as I, I was by myself, and I'm like, what happens to her? Yeah. Because I know you just went through something like this. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen to you. And I know that I'm an idiot, and that I, I let myself drive when I'm it's freaking raining, and and uh, I should have pulled over and like had a burger or something, I had yeah. money in my pocket, I had a great dinner, and then maybe passed, waited. It's South Carolina, this thing come and go. Yeah. But instead, I was trying to get home to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was the second last day of work, and I was, we were about to start moving yeah. in our future, and and I was thinking about that constantly. I'm like, this, no matter how much this sucks, I know where I'm going to. Yeah. And that's all I ever talked about was you and the wedding venue. And yeah. What we're doing, and I was annoying people, mm-hmm. but I had something to live for, so I broke. Yeah. That so now I have nothing to live for again. It's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Goofball. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. But yeah, you can only be hurt by what you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't have something, they can't hit you there. Yeah. Like, by the way, I don't have any nuts. Your kick is useless. <laughs> you know? That kind of thing. It's like, you forgot. I don't actually have oh, a God. <laughs> And I think on that note, <laughs> like that. we're going to end this. <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. Good night, y'all. I don't have testicles, guys. No. That's a fact. That is not true. I have two penises true. and no testicles. No, that why. is not true. I was born that way. Not true. Maybe not. I was born. No, that's not true. Yeah. All right. I'm actually Lady Gaga. <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good night. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for being with us this week. Um, I hope you have a fantastic uh, December. And if you would like to get in contact with us, we would like love to hear from you. Uh, we're working on getting a Facebook page up. Uh, in the meantime, our email address is loveandmadnesspodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next week or hear you or you'll hear us. Yes. All right.